Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have an absolute powerhouse woman guest today. Jennifer Yassen is a holistic marketing consultant, branding specialist, marketing and branding coach, podcast host, and founder and CEO of The Freed Agency. She focuses on helping heart-centered entrepreneurs leverage social media and attraction marketing strategies to attract their most loyal customers so they can increase their awareness and sales and influence. With a corporate background in fashion and music, she worked in a critical leadership roles where she achieved success with her extensive experience to ideate, create, and execute successful marketing strategies, campaigns, and events to connect people and brands while driving record levels of awareness, engagement, and growth. She's helped develop brands and product lines, launched innovative collaborations and partnerships, including Revolve, Fab Fit Fun, Loot Music, as well as go-to marketing strategies, which included launching several celebrity brands globally, including Flower Eyewear by Drew Barrymore and Kendall and Kylie Eyewear. She now is a marketing and branding coach and sitting at the helm of her agency, she focuses on helping entrepreneurs that are ready to answer the calling on their hearts. She is also the co-host of the Fiercely Forward podcast, the No Bullshit podcast to finding your brave, bold, true self, which highlights how we can use our stories to inspire others while using it as fuel for our own lives. Woo! I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. What a what a what a great intro. Oh my yeah. god, a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was reading this, I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait for our call today because marketing and branding is something that I know very little about. And as a new business owner and entrepreneur, it's something that I have so many questions about. So I am really excited to have you on the show today. No, I'm so excited to be here. So thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really excited because a lot of, there are a lot of misconceptions out there about branding and marketing and how does it relate to your business. Um, and I definitely think um, that I have a, a kind of a unique point of view, a holistic point of view in, in terms of how to show up online and market yourself for success. Yeah, amazing. And what a what a background you have in terms of working with some of those celebrity clients in the fashion and music industry, which have got to be two of the most competitive industries out there in terms of marketing. Like it's just, you know, eat or be eaten. <laughs> in ter- <laughs> if you if you aren't, you know, staying ahead of the game and all of that, then you're then you're super falling behind. So what are some of the things that you learned in your corporate career that you have found to be some of the pillars for your new business and your agency that you've taken across? Yeah. I mean, so for me, I, 
you know, why I started my agency is I wanted to really build and work with brands that were on a mission to change the world in a meaningful way. And that, that, that thought process is really looking at um, the longevity of the business and not so focused on the, the short-term gain. So a lot of times in corporate, we're making decisions that are, you know, meaningful for right now, but could be necessarily not beneficial for us, like down the line. And so I always just had a really strong point of view as to how to build and, and really focus on making the customer the focus and also thinking about how is this going to impact our world or the people of the planet or our, you know, our animals, right? So just thinking about our, the impact that we are going to create with the, the work that we're doing. So I always really wanted to think about it from a, a really holistic 360 point of view. Oh, I love that. I love the word impact so much. I think it's something that we don't think about as often as we should. It's, you know, when you start in business, you often think about what can I get from my business? What do I need in terms of clients or sales? Mm -hmm. And we talk about our programs or our courses or are this, are that, as opposed to thinking about it outward looking as like, what can we give? What impact mm -hmm. can we have on our audience? How can we change lives and whether it's animals' lives or environment's life or, you know, our clients, whatever. I love the word impact. So how, on that note, what, what are some of the things that, um, now we both work in the online space, so I might, I might use that as the example, but what are the, some, some of the ways that entrepreneurs can sort of demonstrate impact through their marketing or branding? Um, so first things first, I, I just want to address one thing that you said is focus on, focus on how we can serve, right? I think a lot of times we're, really focused on the sale rather than the serve. And really the sale is a byproduct of how we serve. Successful brands know how to provide solutions for their customers and their clients. Um, so it, it really is important to focus on how are we impacting and making their lives better, whether it's through a service or a product. You know, when we have that win and we're providing this valuable solution, then people are going to buy. It's that's an effortless reason as to why someone is going to buy. And obviously there, there are other ways to make sure that it's a valuable experience, but people don't buy what you're selling. They don't buy necessarily how you're selling it. They're buying why you're selling it. So mm -hmm. they're buying into your why always and everything starts with why. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love what you, you said there about um, solutions, you know, because one of the terms I actually learned earlier this week when I was doing another podcast interview with a life coach is uh, servant leadership. And mm. I haven't heard that before. And I was like, oh, that's a really good term because it's all about getting the result or the outcome for the person and having their emotional attachment to that outcome. You know, it's Absolutely. like when they can feel it and they can visualize it and feel it themselves, then that's when they're going to want to buy from you. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's true because the truth is, you know, business is based on relationships. Relationships are based on connection, building trust, 
building that, that foundation of that reciprocity, right? So I show up in one way, you're, you're giving me this and I'm giving you this. So it's really important to understand that, that meaningful relationships uh, provide an equal exchange of value. So um, I love that. I, I do really think it's all about how are we serving, how are we giving, um, and how are we showing up. And the minute we remove ourselves from like what the outcome is necessarily, like that we're letting go, we can really focus on the process. We can focus on how we're serving, how are we showing up, what is the you know the um, the actual funnel, and how we're nurturing our client down the funnel. Yes, I think it's really important to like. It's like if you're rushing to the end, you're missing all of the goodness that is happening right in the middle. And that's really where, like when they talk about the devils and the details, you know, um, it really, it's true. You have to look at when you're showing up, your brand isn't what you say it is. Your brand is what others say it is. Now you have influence on that. You can uh, try to influence that, but and the reality is if if people are saying you're one way, then you are that way. And so it's up to you to make sure that you're taking great care as to how you are showing up. Mm, I love that. I wrote that down. Brand isn't what you're saying it is. It's what other people are saying it is. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And, and yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, I heard the other day on our, on a sales call that, um, it's, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room, that's your brand. And absolutely, it's so, yeah. you know, it's so true. It's like the feeling of pe- that people get, they, they know, like, and trust you, or maybe they don't like and trust you, you know, based on what your brand is. And it's so easy to get caught up in telling people, what you want them to hear as opposed to showing up with authenticity. And that's a really key word is authenticity. Uh, Marketing today has changed so drastically in in the sense of how people are interacting and engaging with uh, brands and how they want to be actually like nurtured. Uh, The truth is we want more realness, you know, like uh, Dove's Real Beauty campaign has won for like 20 years in a row. And there's a reason why, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think the stat right now is like 70% of Gen Z, Gen Z's like don't believe marketing from brands. And the truth is because we people have lied. They've lied. They've said one thing and done another. Mm-hmm. And so if you are saying you're this, but then there's evidence that is coming out that you're this, that's a really big problem. People want to be told the truth because being told the truth means that they can rely on you. And that means that you are what you say you are. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it really is really important that brands show up and they are who they say they are. Most brands are worried that they have to try to become something else because they're seeing their quote unquote competition doing X, Y, Z. And then they feel like they're going to lose market share if they don't do X, Y, Z. But in actuality, that's not true. Your people are your people. And if you're creating a meaningful product or service or creating an experience that is like undeniable, they're going to be your people. So 
and that's not to say that you don't, you know, continue to evolve and continue your offerings and, um, you know, deepen that relationship with your customer. But the minute you try to be something you're not is the minute you get lost. And this Mm. is why brands go through rebrands and they go through refreshes and they come back to the heart of who they really were. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's so interesting. I was actually, as you were talking about that, I was just thinking, I watched the documentary on Amazon prime about Victoria's secret the other day. And if you haven't seen it, it was really interesting and it sort of gave a real insight into what the brand was like over the last sort of 20 years and all of the, you know, unorthodox things that happened behind the scenes and, and things that models went through and all of this stuff. And it was like, wow, you know, this was a household name. It was one of the biggest names in lingerie and in fashion for so long. And yet there was this whole lack of authenticity essentially behind the brand. Um, And you can see how that can turn around to, to, you know, bite them in the butt, so to speak, um, yeah. by, by, by situations like that and, and being holding true to your authenticity, I think is such an important part of, um, branding and storytelling. And I think people resonate with it more. They know that you're a real person or they know mm-hmm. that you have diverse values and, and have been through hardships or have been through adversity yourself. And as opposed to just showing up as this perfect person online or perfect company that has nothing but success and never had any hardships. And if you do like me, you'll be successful too. It's just not realistic. It's not realistic. And I, and actually you bring up a really good point. I haven't seen that documentary and I, I, now it's something that I definitely want to watch. I watched something similar on the Abercrombie and Fitch um, documentary oh, okay. on Netflix. And very similar, right? They, you know, um, they were very clear on who their brand was. But what happened is that there were a lot of practices going on internally that weren't really representative of what they really wanted, that what they really needed to create. So this is where the work that I do in really helping entrepreneurs understand their true self. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a strong understanding of who you are and who you are at the core, then that's going to be really your downfall. Yep. Yeah. Like it's, it's like if you're hiding it, hiding it or lying to yourself and like you said, pretending that you pretending to be something that you're not, you can only pretend for so long. Same thing goes in relationships, right? We, we right. want to show up and put our best foot forward and whatever, but eventually the truth of who we truly are will come out. Same thing with marketing and branding. Yeah. And you don't want to be in that position where you have said your one thing this whole time. And then all of a sudden you are showing up as something else. Like Mm. that's not what makes you a strong brand. That's not what's going to actually give you the longevity because why else are we building what we're building? If it's not to continue to evolve and deepen and grow and get bigger and larger, whatever that looks like. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said there. And it's so funny that you're talking about this because um, I'm, I was thinking about it from my own personal branding perspective. And over the years I started in the fitness industry and, um, you know, had built my following on social media from that. There was a time where most of my social media posts were bikini shots or me working out or, you know, fitness videos and whatnot. And I had a huge following from that. Then I went 
full swing the other way and went into corporate finance. And it was like a bit of a shock when all of a sudden I started posting about finance and now I'm actually combining the two. And it's so funny because people from my year, you know, years ago, remember the bikini pictures and the fitness videos and whatever. And now that they're seeing me combine the two into the sex and money course, it makes sense to them. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're actually being authentic in what you truly enjoy. And I had this fear of showing up authentically because obviously talking about sex and intimacy is a very taboo subject. So combining that with finances was like, oh, this is way out of my comfort zone. However, that's who I am. My friends know me as that. My, you know, my colleagues knew me as that. And, and being able to talk about those two topics openly is something that I truly feel has been part of my brand this whole time. But I was, I was almost like trying to be too professional in the finance world that it, but that, you know, this other side of me, this other, you know, sort of, um, I don't know how you, how do you explain it, but this other wild side of me was being suppressed Right. Right. And people feel that. And so I I think it's really important to understand that like we're human. We have many Mm -hmm. different sides to us. And so do our brands. Like if you think about it, right. If uh, let's say like there is a a specific brand that has several different categories, right. Maybe you only buy the shoes from this brand because you really like the shoes, but you don't love the ready to wear. They have different offerings to serve different clients. So, and different clientele. So you don't have to actually be just only like one thing. The whole idea is that you are positioning yourself in a way that appeals to the people that you're looking to serve. And so mm. I work with a lot of uh, you know business owners that have like different backgrounds and they're trying to combine the two and create this kind of story narrative and this brand position. And the idea is that they're always getting caught up on, well, how can I be this if I was once this? And I'm like, because you are at the center of it. There's a reason why you're doing it. So I was speaking to this one, um, you know, uh, coach who had, you know, uh, a spiritual like uh, CRM system for spiritual coaches. And then Mm -hmm. she also was a spiritual coach and then had spiritual retreats. And she's like, I have three businesses. How do I combine them? Like, to me, it's very clear. Like, Mm-hmm. I see the the dots and how that they connect. But a lot of people that get ca- caught up in it, it's like, but how can I speak to all these different people? And I'm like, but you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that this is really interesting for me because everything that I've learned in business so far around branding and marketing and everything is like, stick to your niche, make it as specific as possible, only speak to that person so they can resonate with you. And I just don't feel like that's me. Like I can serve so many different people, right? And it's like, how do you put yourself out there from a marketing and branding perspective if you know that there are different people that you can serve and different offerings that you can serve uh, because you are a dynamic individual? It's not like, you know, we're only one thing. Yeah, I mean, we're not one thing. And that's, you know, we're multi-passionate. There's a lot of multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Now, it and really it's on a case-by-case basis, right? Like if you have two totally different businesses, you know, they may require different uh, channels, different websites. Mm-hmm. They they require their own sort of marketing funnel, um, so to speak. Uh, but in actuality, like at the helm of it, like is your personal brand and you can use your personal brand to drive business for each of those ventures. Now, I always, you know, speak of, from a, 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 like an actual practical standpoint, like, can you, 
can you actually manage several social channels? Can you mm-hmm. manage actually handling what's necessary and like doubling um, the marketing efforts for both? If you can't, then what I would say is like start with one and learn how to build on the other, right? And have it and start to incorporate it in because you can't ride like six, um, you know, saddles at the same time. Now, totally. it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, alternate between saddles and it doesn't mean you can't. But the idea is that you really do want to kind of give your energy into one and like continue to build upon it, right? And what I mean yeah. build is like go deeper with your clients. So for you, it's like you're, you know, a, you know, have one-on-one clients. Now you're launching this group coaching program. And so there are, you know, different ways in how you're serving your audience. You know, you can you don't have to just serve millennials. You can serve, you know, older people as well, but that may not be your, your target. So they're kind of mm-hmm. like on the, you're looking at like a bullseye, you have your like, you know, the middle and then you have it, you can build out from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, what, what you said there about having different, you know, offerings or being able to focus on one target, there's always, there's obviously going to be a focus because you can't do it all at once. And you can't do, you can't do, you know, for example, when I first started building my business, I realized that private coaching clients were my niche and uh, really focusing on working with clients that were paying for my high ticket coaching. But now that I have had runs on the board for that for, you know, over a year, it's, I'm now focusing on scaling the business and moving into a more, you know, budget friendly type of coaching program for the masses, which is the new sex and money course. And it's, it's, it is very hard to, to market to both at the same time. And I think there's definitely seasons when one offering might be outweighing the other, even though they're both still offered. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just where your energy is, is at, at the time. Right. And you can look at it in the same as any, any, fashion brand, right? They have seasons that they're launching and they're really pushing like one collection. Now the other collections are still available. It's just that they're really heroing this collection. And so the idea is that we want to drive awareness for what we're doing and show the relevancy of what we're doing. And how does this resonate with my audience? Because the whole point is to create resonance. When Mm. we're creating resonance, that means we're creating connection. And when we're connection and when we're connected, that means we see eye to eye. That means we see the value in what's being offered. And that's really what we want to create. Yes, I love that. Resonance is such a such a powerful word that I am learning is so important in everything in you know, podcasting, in sales pages, copywriting, captions on Instagram posts, everything, right? So when it comes to resonating with your audience, what are some of the ways that you can sort of use your own story or use your own experience to to help connect with your audience? I love this question because I'm all about storytelling. And I think many, many entrepreneurs, especially in the online space, get into a business because of an experience that they had. And 99.9% of the time, your ideal client is a, a previous, a past, present, or future version of yourself. Mostly it's a previous version of yourself because you're just a few steps ahead of your ideal client because you've been there, you've done that, and you basically, if you picture like a journey timeline, you're just a few steps ahead that you can pull them forward. And the whole idea of what we're doing is we're collapsing time for people. 
we've lived through the hardships. We don't need to have them live through the hardships. That's why we're explaining what we're doing. And then they're able to live through what they've experienced and they're speeding up the process for someone else behind them. And so our story, people are really like not leveraging the power of their own story. Your story is a combination of your passions, your, um, your previous experiences, your skill sets. If you look at everything that you've been through, you have lessons in there. And in those lessons are who you actually want to help and why you're doing what you're doing. And within that purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, you are basically going to uncover your niche, who your ideal client is, your mission, your vision, your core values and what you believe in, how you want to speak to them. Literally, the brand foundation exists within your story. And let me be clear about what a brand foundation is. A lot of uh, businesses actually don't do this exercise, and it's actually the most meaningful exercise. Most people think your brand is your logo, your colors, your website, and they have this whole like visual identity created, but nothing can exist externally without existing internally first. So your brand identity really begins at the internal, which is establishing your why, your purpose. Why do you exist? Why are you here? Your vision, how does the world look because you decided to show up and create this business? What is this, this new idyllic world that you've now created? Your mission is the actual work you're doing right now in order to move you closer to that vision. Then knowing what you believe in, what are your core values? Those are critical because that is who you're actually going to align with, who your strategic partners are, who your ambassadors are, heck, who your customers are, right? You only want people in your, in your atmosphere that are a reflection of you because basically those people are on the front lines out there explaining who you are and what you do. Ah. Uh. That was such a mic drop moment. Oh my God. I was like scribbling notes while you were talking. And I just, it's so interesting to me about, yeah, the brand is an internal job. It's not the colors. It's not the logo. It's not your, you know, sales page or anything like that. It's like, who are you and where did you come from? And how are you a few steps forward of these people and can help them get to that place of clarity and or whatever it is that you're offering. What do they need? Right. And yeah. like, so for you, it's like financial freedom and like making sure that they are like financially set and they understand and like are, have this like financial awareness, you know? Um, and to be clear, like the visual piece is a really important part of it because, you know, our visuals are how we can communicate without, you know, any language barrier. So they are very much, it is very much a part of the branding process. And that also creates like consistency on how you show up because your messaging has to mirror and like match how you are visually showing up. Mm. So if yeah. you want your customers to feel like that you are like sassy and bold and you're showing up in that way, well then visually your photography and anything that you're creating needs to actually mimic that. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to create, like, you don't want to have mixed signals. 
sort of like going on, like dating someone that's giving you mixed signals, right? Like you're like, where do I stand? Like what's yeah. happening here? Yeah. So it's the same thing. So we have to remember as business owners, like this actually is the most important piece you need to do first. And also you're going to revisit this from time to time, but remember because your brand evolves as you evolve, because you can only go as deep with your clients as you've gone as deep with yourself, yourself right? Yeah. So you have to do this work first in order to set yourself up for success. And most people do it after they get into the market and they're there for a few, a few years and they're like, oh shit, like actually like, why am I all the way over here when I started here? Mm -hmm. It's because you did not have this kind of like roadmap plan for yourself and stuck to it. Yes. I love that. So when you talk about the roadmap plan, how does somebody, how does somebody without giving away your trade secrets, obviously, but how does somebody set up or start getting clarity on their brand um, if they are going through this process? So I think the biggest thing is it's to really start with your why again, why mm -hmm. did you start? What, what motivated you to start this business? What was the problem or uh, desire that you were looking to fulfill with what you're doing? And really going back to asking yourself, like, why is this important to me? Why do people need to know? Like, what makes me an authority to speak on this? What is my unique selling proposition? You know, uh, why, what makes me unique in, you start to like dig deep and ask yourself these questions. What makes you, uh, angriest about what's happening in the world today? And how do you want your, your business to help, uh, propel forward? Because again, I work with a lot of like impact driven entrepreneurs that are looking to make a difference in the lives of others. So if you're on a mission to be a world changer and you want to make a big impact, well, you got to dig deep and you got to ask these questions because people are looking at you as their like beacon of light. You are mm -hmm. their lighthouse. They're looking to you. Yeah. Oof, I'm going to have to write those questions down. I'm going to have to come back to the recording and write it down because that was so, no, that was so powerful. I'm, I feel like I'm getting like a free hour of branding coaching from you right now because these are all so relevant to my business. Uh, so so when, it, when it comes to storytelling, when, so let's say we've now figured out our why and we've got the answers to those questions that you just mentioned, how do we then share it? whether it's, you know, let, let's use Instagram as the example, because a lot of our mm -hmm. following is on Instagram. How do you then share your story so that it does resonate with people? Is there a particular model that you use or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, the, the most important thing is think of like your online communities as your friends. They're, they're your friends. They're who you want to have relationships with. And let me be clear like no one necessarily cares about your story. And what I mean by that is they care on how it helps them. Yep. I've heard this before. At the end of the day, we're like, we're, we're not selfish, but we're, we're basically on these individual journeys and we're trying to learn how to better ourselves. And we're looking to others for validation or, or knowledge or education on how to keep going and getting better. Mm -hmm. So when you show up and share your story, uh, you are basically explaining who I am, why am I here? And also like how I can help. Mm -hmm. 
the idea is that you want to become relatable so people understand. So when, for instance, when I read your bio on your website and I saw that you also went through a separation, well, me too, like mm -hmm. I'm divorced, not officially, but divorced, right? I was in a long-term relationship, also left me in debt. So like we have that commonality. So mm -hmm. this is why it's important to show up and explain who you are because then, oh, like I relate to her. And then whatever she's doing, I'm going to keep an eye on. Maybe it's not going to help me, but also I can refer her to someone else. Mm -hmm. So this is the whole point is like not everybody in your online space or community is your customer, but they are your brand ambassadors. They are your cheerleaders. Those are your mm -hmm. ride or dies, right? So that's why community is so important. Not everyone that you bring into your community is your customer. Don't build a community to sell to them only. Like remember, you're there to serve. And the more you serve and give value, it's going to come back tenfold. Mm. It really will. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that I, I know um, a lot of people speak about is providing that value. So it keeps people feeling like they're gaining something from being a part of your community. You know, why are yeah. they here? They're not just there to, you know, watch dog videos and, and see what you're having for lunch and all of that. It's like, they want to learn something. As you said, you're the beacon of light uh, that, that could have a solution for the problem or the situation that they're in right now. And yeah. we're actually being selfish by holding back that experience that could potentially yeah. help somebody. Yeah, actually, like I love one of my favorite humans and also storytelling coach, uh, Marsha Van Weinsberg. She says, like, if you're not like sharing your story, you're being selfish. And yeah. it sounds harsh, but it is true. Like we've lived it so we can share it so we can educate others and collapse time for them. Like, Think about how other people have helped us. We've been storytelling since the beginning of time. So social media, I meet a, with a lot of people that suffer from imposter syndrome and they have a fear of being seen and they don't want to show up and they think, well, what's so special about my story? We're all special because we're all unique. No one is built like us. No one has lived through the stories we have lived through. Even if someone comes from a similar background or has gone through something similar, they're not seeing it through our eyes. Only we have that power. We've been called, each of us, to do something great. And I'm sure every one of your listeners can relate that they feel they've been called to do something. Maybe mm -hmm. they don't have full clarity as to what it is, but they have some sort of pull or calling that they feel that they have to do. And that only we can fulfill that. No one else can do that work for us. So the easiest way to show up online is to start remembering that your life is content. Think about it. Like mm -hmm. if you are, let's say, so you, let's say you're a, a mompreneur and you are building websites and you like specialize in helping out entrepreneurs. Well, if being a mom is a big part of your life, it, why not share it? Because probably you're going to help other moms that possibly are starting businesses or in business and need a website. And what would someone want to do? They want to do business with someone that understands them, that can relate to them, right? So think about in like who you are at your core, what are your passions? What are your skill sets? What are you really interested in? And start like like uh, drilling down to what what we call your content pillars, what you're going to talk about, 
day in and day out, which means like, what are you an authority on? What do people need to know? What's your perspective, right? So all of these things matter for how you're showing up online. And this starts to become kind of their, your positioning. So even you, for example, like um, being in the fitness space and now like the financial space and you're combining them, right? So mm-hmm. health and wellness and fitness, like so people know your personal brand because they know you for this and maybe they're following you for X, Y, Z reasons, like maybe the health and, and fitness aspect. And then the other people are following you purely for your financial um, yeah. you know, information. So not everyone is going to follow you for the same reason, but they're resonating with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, when it comes to speaking our story and speaking our truth, the authenticity piece I know for myself personally is like, I love seeing other people talk about how they overcame something or what they went through and what they did to get to where they are now, as opposed to just saying, oh, I had, you know, my biggest income month or my biggest this or my biggest that or celebrating 500K last year. And it's like, okay, great. What did you have to go through to get there? How many failed course launches did you have? How many, you know, um, assistants did you have to fire? Like whatever it is, right? And speaking about the the daily actions or the things that that were very real for you at the time, I think is a really powerful story and, and really resonates with a lot of people so that they don't feel alone, right? Yeah, like as because- you were saying, the mom mompreneurs. Yeah, they want to know that they're not alone. And also, like, I think you bring up a really good point is there are a lot of people that are talking about I did this, I did that. They're not talking about the how. Mm-hmm. And they're not talking about the reality of what occurred, like how many mm-hmm. late nights did you spend? Like, what does it really take? Because then someone else can decide that life ain't for me. And that's okay. Totally. right? Because everyone like success and freedom everybody wants, but those are defined differently by each person. So what success looks like for one person looks different from another. What freedom looks like for one person looks different from another, but the feeling is the same. So lean into that and talk about that. And remember in any good story, there's only one hero. You're not the hero. Your customer is, you're the guide. So if you're always making it about them, then you are in that, that kind of like servant leadership, you are serving them, the focus is on them, while still staying true to you. Mm, Interesting. So how would you do that from a wording perspective, if it's your story to make it about them, it's like how it relates to their life and things that they can do to have the same experience or... Yeah. So it doesn't mean that you don't talk about what you, what you went through. And it's funny because I just had this conversation with my client this morning. Like, it doesn't mean like, you know, because people want to see other people show up. Like if you think about when your friends are posting a story and they're like talking about, like, I just had this experience and you're like, Oh my God, girl, like, yes. Like I totally know. And like, you want to, you want to see your people, right? The idea that you want to speak from the sense of like, this is who I am. This is what I went through. And now like, this is what I, this is what I do to help. And this is what I want to do, or this is what I'm doing uh, to support others that like went through it like me. So you're coming from a place of like, I've lived through this and this is what's happening. 
Uh, this is what's happened. And now I'm in a place of why I want to do what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is so good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So when you work with clients now, who are Mm -hmm. some of your, could you give an example of like maybe one or two of your clients and how you have helped them I, I guess understand their brand and and explain their brand in terms of the actual work that you do, like what that process looks like. Yeah. Um, so you know, one one girl that I worked with, <laughs> adore her. Um, you know, she you know was working with like a sales coach, and she was still like struggling with like she had all like the sales tactics, and you know she she knew what she had to do. The, the problem is like she wasn't super clear on who she was going after and she wasn't really clear on her messaging and how, you know, she was showing up. And so that lack of clarity, right? Everybody is a mirror for you, including your customers. So if you're not clear, then you're not going to get uh, clarity back. And so, you know, in our like 12 weeks of working together, like within the first six weeks, you know, and in the first three weeks, I would say she, you know, you know, definitely went through like, um, you know, some, some challenges that, you know, cause you start when you're starting to like dig into this work, you're getting super deep into who you are. So naturally mm-hmm. there's going to be like resistance. vulnerability (laughs) once yeah and once she like overcame that and she was really like meeting this part because remember you're up leveling and which with each up level it's scary you've never Mm -hmm. been at this level before and like you're also having to shed the old you an old previous version of you so you're like this kind of in this like new beginning stage and so within the short period of time we were digging into like getting clarity into like her purpose, her mission, her vision, what she really wanted her business to be. She got clarity in as to like who her ideal client is, like changed her messaging around um, and really focused on speaking to them. And again, rock star with content, like really, you know, doing the work, right? A coach can only guide, like we can't do the work for you. And within six weeks, like she had doubled her engagement she significantly increased her following. She 5X'd her rate. And wow. then at the end of working together, she launched a group coaching program. She like had, you know, before she was dealing with a lot of money blocks and money challenges. And and by the end, it's like she realized, like, okay, like now this is the path forward. This is where I'm going. And like literally, I just had a conversation with her not too long ago. And like her following engagement has like literally like tripled. Gone I think bananas. it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even the girl I just had a session with, um, who was a friend of mine, and we had one session together, one hour. She got she like had two pages worth of notes. And she just sent me the screenshots like today. And I'll 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 tell you, she in the last two weeks of her just doing the content, um, her, she's reached 822% more accounts than the previous month. Wow. Her engagement has gone up over 55% and her followers have increased by 3%. Wow. And that's Amazing. one session. And so, so, and so do you actually help them with the content creation or do you help them with the brand understanding their brand and their messaging and then they go off and try it? 
Yeah. So what we do sort of like in those sort of sessions is um, well, I'll actually come up with like, okay, like you could do a reel and you can talk like this way. And this is the, like the, the topic you're going to cover and you're Mm -hmm. really going to, um, this is actually like the content idea. Now they're Mm going to go write it in their voice, but basically they have clarity on direction. So oftentimes when I'm like speaking to clients or, you know, we're, we're talking through what's happening in their business and we're coming up with content um, in a way that they can speak to their audience and it relates um, to what they're selling. So the idea is to draw a connection of like, this is what's happening in my life and this is what I have to sell and how to position it in order to pull them in to buy, you know, Mm. and what that looks like. And so with my agency on the done for you side, yeah, we manage um, social accounts. We do, um, you know, brand strategies and, you know, influencer campaigns and we do a lot of different um, activations, but on the coaching side, it's really working one-on-one um, with the business owner and helping them to better understand their story, how it relates to what they're doing um, and looking at like the missing pieces and also how to actually diversify your offering and expand mm. your offering and go deeper. You know, what are some business gaps that you're like missing here? Yeah. You know, I just yeah. got off the phone with someone before this and, you know, she has a signature program that hasn't been getting as much traction. I'm like, but you want to make this. Okay. So maybe, but you're attracting these people. Now we yeah. know why you're attracting these people, but we can't, that's, that is going to have to shift and it's going to take a few weeks, but you need this immediate. So why don't you change the program, change the offering to appeal to these people. Right market. Yeah. Yeah. To the right market. Because that's who you have right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so interesting to me, especially for where I'm at in my business. So I'm like, oh, okay. I see this now. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is amazing work. So if people were wanting to connect with you and learn more about your business and also what your agency does, what's the best way for them to get in touch? What are some of the, you know, ways that they can work with you? Yeah, so um, you can. I hang out on Instagram, um, Jennifer Yassen. You can search me there. Um, my agency is thefreedagency.com. And also, my email is Jennifer at thefreedagency. And yeah. Yeah, we'll link it all below as well, but we've got, we've got it all here. So um, this is amazing. So the Freed Agency, do you, you said you do social media and branding strategy. Is there anything else that you do for sort of online business providers or do you work with businesses as well? Yeah, so we work, we work with businesses um, at, you know, we work with product businesses. We work with service, uh, service-based businesses as well. Um, and uh what we do is we do a, a range of things um, specifically related to branding. It's really brand strategy, social strategy, content strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, we also manage um, social channels. We do uh, influencer management um, and relations. Um, you know, we help with, you know, PR activations and, and, and right. pull that in as well. We're really kind of looking at it from a holistic uh, viewpoint, but yeah. 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 Fantastic. Well, this has been so amazing. I feel like I could pick your brain for hours because this is a area of my business that I know needs a lot of work. So I won't, I won't keep you too much longer, but thank you so much. This has been so valuable. I have like two pages of notes written down and 
can't wait to listen to the recording and rewrite some of those questions so that I can work on my own brand. And I hope that our listeners do the same because if you were listening, definitely go back and listen again and get a pen and paper out because Jennifer had so many good, valuable pieces of information that you could do for your own business just by following some of her prompts. So thank you so, so much for being here today. And I look forward to working with you again in the future. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much. All right. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. 